0: everybody and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. I know I finally got around to another one of these episodes where I just get to talk with you, share with you what I'm learning, what God is teaching me, you know, sharing my own crazy with you. Okay, doing it again today. Today I'm talking about the angry brain and the neglected body. I really feel this is a big one, you guys. Anger, um, it's something that I have... um, have participated with in more times in my life than I would like to count and I think if we're all honest it's becoming more and more because there's a lot of permission now for anger and it's um, a good thing hear me when I say I think it's good because it's in us anyways and really unexpressed anger turns into depression often so if you suffer from depression you're probably just angry and um don't know how to expose it or how to how to bring it out. And um, by the way, if you suffer from depression in the name of Jesus, we believe the Lord is healing your brain and your body. You are not stuck. Nobody here is stuck. Anyone that is listening to this podcast, we are breaking generational chains of physical and spiritual poverty here. So with that, I want to thank our partners. Thank you for um, becoming a monthly partner with us. Our donors, you make this possible. The cost um, for these podcasts, the editing, the time for me to make them um, and then how you share them definitely help us reach the world with this podcast. And that is our that is our mission to use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel message. So we're grateful that you see this as the gospel and it's meeting you and encountering you. And so thank you. And thank you for sharing the message here with friends. Um, it's really cool to see people's eyes opening, their hearts getting big and their bodies getting healed. Truly. So, today's podcast, I believe, is going to help you continue that growth in breaking free and staying free. And then we continue to set others free. Our next training of instructor training is coming soon. So, if you're thinking about it, don't wait. Platoon 21, Platoon 20 is going to be headed up the mountain here really soon. Um, Pay attention. If you want to follow it and see the behind the scenes, what's going on up there, follow us on Facebook. We do a lot of Facebook lives and maybe a few Insta Insta stories live. But you can see what's going on. And maybe if you're following a friend who's there, we'll give you some sneak peeks. So check it out over there. All right, you guys. Have a wonderful day. And I hope you can hear the smile in in my heart because you are a good idea. Thanks for being here. I'll talk to you later. Peace. All right, so here's what I'm talking about today. I'm going to talk about anger and body neglect. And I'm here's the good news. I'm not just talking from my own words. This is scriptural truth. So let me read to you from Song of Songs. I don't know, Song of Songs. I don't know why the Lord has me there. And you know what I have to say? I've never really spent a lot of time there. I think sometimes we go, it's too poetry. It's too girly. It's too lovely. Eh. Where I actually think more than ever, this is now, spe- for whatever reason, words are just popping off of the pages when I'm reading Song of Songs. Um, I just did a, a revving the word um, talking about in Songs 8-6 when the bride is saying, set me as a seal on your heart, like put my name on your heart, tattoo my name on your heart and the lover is responding, I will tattoo your name on my heart, like we're sealed upon him. So this is from uh, chapter 1, verse 6, and here's what it says. It says, My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me keeper of vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. My mother's sons were angry with me. Think about that, my mother's sons. So that's probably like a little bit of a dysfunctional family. She doesn't say my brothers. She said, My mother's sons uh, were angry with me. They made me keep vineyards, so they treated her not well. They didn't treat her like an equal, and we know in terms of ancient times, women generally too. That's one thing I love about Jesus. He comes onto the earth and he goes, yeah, we're going to redo this thing about women. There are many topics he could have addressed and he he, he didn't, and he did, doesn't address all the topics. That's why everyone goes, well, Jesus didn't talk about that. I'm like, well, there are some things that he just really didn't need to talk about. Like, there's some things that are just kind of common. You don't have to really... Argue yourself into saying, well, that's allowed, you know. But I'm not going to go there. But there's one thing he does is he comes from women. He gives high esteem to women, and we find out later that it's the women that are funding the the gospel and the apostles. Like they're in it; they are there first to the scene on the resurrection. So there's high esteem and honor for women. We have a place at the table alongside the sons of God. Um, there's a helper thing that's happening here. But this is a woman who was not given that she was demoted she was less than the anger of her mother's sons kept her in the vineyards keeping you know kind of a a laborious job and she's that anger right the anger they were angry with me i i think about that too because you have to remember if there is a part in you that you were neglected abused rejected Desolate. You were left. Someone didn't. I mean, let's just be real. Someone didn't. How many people didn't in your life, right? There's a lot of people that didn't. And we, anger is a natural response. It's actually, biblically, as Tim Keller calls it, it's a healthy emotion. It protects that which is good. That's what anger does. That's why if you're a mama and somebody messes with your kid, you get angry, right? And it's charged. It's a charge. It hits the cord of love. As it should. And the Lord has the ability. He knows what to do with anger that won't destroy. Otherwise, we know he could have, in his mercy, he waits that nobody would perish. He's able to temper his anger. His love is greater. His His mercy triumphs over judgment. So his mercy is the thing that wakes him, keeps him going. It's that mercy that's bigger. right? And that's where we forget that, we get stuck on what people have done to us and what they've done wrong and then that anger just resonates and holds on. And I'm going to do a little practical uh, steps. I don't even know if I'll get to it today, but I'll come back maybe tomorrow or in the next one I do. We're going to get really clear on what we have to do to heal relationship in our mind with other people who have angered us, who have hurt us. But I want to also start with some basic things today that you can be doing. I wrote this down that I have um, how I have been treated is how I will treat myself than others. We know that. How we've been treated is how we will treat ourselves. We continue the story. We're kind of wrestling it in our own mind. And then we treat others the same way. <laughs> this is where we need an interruption. This is where we need the gospel to come and go. Can we have a new conversation about that? You know you need a new conversation when your heart is heavy. That's why my book is titled, uh, The Wellness Revelation, Lose What Weighs You Down So You Can Love God Yourself and Others because you're made for love. But this, this weightiness and anger, you guys, can we just say anger right now is an interesting thing because if you're an angry Christian woman, you're shamed. Who am I preaching to? It, you, 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 that's a shameful thing. You don't, you, you know, and I think some churches don't want to see it. They, they don't want to know what to do with angry women <laughs> And women who have been abused, neglected, and hurt. I think first is there's an affirmation. They have been hurt. They have been wronged. What is our role as the church to provide a place for healing? But we tend to feel ashamed about having anger as a Christian woman. I am the first to go. I have had, I have been an angry woman, which leads to being a bitter woman, which um, I don't love it about myself. And I have to say there's just met much healing the Lord has done. But there's still times it shows up. I'll give you a little example, just showing my colors. Um, this is probably about three weeks ago, and we had we're on a new endeavor of some investment in something, so that uh, we're actually really reaching towards um, donors and really make you understand that this is a this is a 501c3. We want people to put match their money with their passion here. So we've been kind of working in that vein and just changing some things around, getting feedback from people, just learning what it means to be a nonprofit and to to ride in that vehicle. Uh, where you got donations you have big donors and all this stuff happening and I feel the weight of that right like that's a weighty thing I've told you guys a million reasons I have no reason to be here I don't know what I'm doing I just know it's ministry and I know I would rather work in the in the economy of God than my own business plan call it smart call it dumb whatever you want but I call it free (laughs) I'm just gonna keep following the Lord and the more I study the more I have to go on his economy which is it just it happens as you ask seek and knock and don't do it in your own strength so there's a lot of stuff going on with me in there right like you know uh, it'd be nice not to have to but i know it's the obedient thing to do well i found out um that we had made an investment in something that was the wrong it was a mistake and it was going to cost us about a couple thousand dollars it was it was not and I had stopped the order. I had told people, I had told a specific person in my team that I didn't want what was being ordered to please stop it. And I told them, but they had forgotten. They forgot. They, they made a mistake. They forgot. It got dropped. And it, that mistake cost us $2,000. By the way, spoiler alert, the Lord worked it out. We didn't have to pay them. The people ended up making it. We, we got the money recovered. But when I found out, that it was a two thousand dollar mistake. Guess what my response was? It was not. What I would hope for is to take a breath and remember. God, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make the path straight. Right? I didn't do that. I was exposed already in my own weakness or whatever it was, and it hit, and I was mad. I was M-A-D. Anger came, made a mistake, I did my part, someone else didn't do their part and, and here was the, probably the bad part is that I was in the presence of someone that I trust and they, they, they just kind of watched me have my moment. And then I got on my Voxer, which anyone know Voxer, and I was quick to have words with this. Now, I, wouldn't, I didn't cuss the person out, but I was upset and I let them know I was upset. And then that kind of residue just sticks on you the rest of the day. You're kind of like, ugh, right? It just sucks. And then I had to sit with the Lord and get quiet and realize that wasn't my best self. Like, dang it. You know? You know when you go, oh, And I didn't make her feel any better. I just dumped my trash on her to help me feel like I was heard, seen, validated. And this is what this lady is saying. She is saying my mother's sons were angry with me. They made me keep their vineyards. But my own vineyard, I have not kept. Her own body, her own life, she has not kept. Because she's so looked at the pain of her life and looked at the problems and has looked at, so, at that as the, the backward navel ga- or backward looking or downward navel gazing. She hasn't been able to keep her own life because she's been so focused on that pain. And whether I was just so focused on this discomfort, this thing, this new thing I'm learning, feeling kind of exposed, and then it, it hit a place for me, it just showed that I was in need of more grace. And so I will say to wrap that story, I was quick to go, yeah, that was not my best. Next day, spent the time with the Lord and realized I had to go through my own stuff. I had to sit in mindfulness and clear my own stuff of what was that? Why was I feeling? And then I had realized all this anxiety, all this kind of fear. It's just fear. There's fear. It's period. It's fear. Anger, I've said this a million times, anger is the bodyguard for fear. And fear is the mask that sadness wears. That's all. Anger is the bodyguard. Anger is a bodyguard for fear because it's just afraid. So it's going to protect. Anger gets really big because you're really just afraid. And then fear is just a mask. It's not real, but what's underneath it is you're sad and you feel isolated, lonely, rejected, on your own, all those those sad places. And you've got to feel all that in order to heal. So as I'm saying this, the, the thing is, there's this great shame about having anger and as a Christian woman. So right now, I just, name of Jesus, shame off you. Shame, shame off you. You're angry. Someone didn't do what they were supposed to do. And the truth, I think we're living now more in a society that's saying, hey, women, rise up and, and it's okay to be angry. So And I agree with that, that it is okay to be angry. So what happens is we have the ch- church or the Christian woman going, no, that's shameful, don't be angry. And so it gets shut down and we don't know what to do with it. We're afraid, we're ashamed of it. Or you have a secular world, a world that's not sans Jesus or faith, that's now taking pride in the anger and going, get big, get loud, and get all these things, right? And you kind of know that's neither one isn't, isn't going to be the healthy road. But there is a creative third way, you guys, and it is the way of healing. And it's when we can learn to feel and hold our hurt long enough to learn how God feels and holds hurt. Let me say that again. That is the creative third way. It's not to shame and shut it down. And it's not to just decide to pick up and start yelling and screaming because <laughs> that's hurtful too. God is this creative third way that it is the way of healing where we learn to feel and hold our hurt long enough to learn how God feels and holds hurt. You've got to feel it. You have to hold it long enough for the Lord to say, let me show you. Let me show you how you can hold this. Let me first heal you where it hurts and then give you the strength through the power of grace to hold it. Because ultimately, that's the next thing. I'll do another teaching uh, next on it. Not today because it'll get longer. But it is the ability to understand the hurt of another. And that, that really was because I, I said those words to a friend who I works with me. I'm like, I don't, I love her. I, didn't, I don't want her, I don't want her to feel bad just because she made a mistake. But I, for some reason, her knowing that I felt I was upset was going to make me feel better. Which in the end, in the moment, yes, totally. And about an hour later, no. I knew that it was only going to make her feel shame, make her feel bad, make her feel, um, you know, responsible and all those things that could just totally wipe her out. So I had to put myself and go, God, that sucks. It got away from me. My mother's sons were angry with me and they made me keeper of vineyards. Man, that is a woman who has been in oppression She has been in binds, she has been in chains and she's mad and she doesn't know what to do with it. And that all that madness has just turned into a self protection and a neglect, a shutdown. All right. So, so what do we do, Elisa? Well, first of all, you're going to just have to realize this is part of the human condition. Um, I think it's funny that God gives us the right to be angry. He gives it. He says, you, here, it's like um, he gives us the keys to a car that we have to learn to drive. And when you learn to drive, or if you sit in a car and don't have anyone to teach you, you're going you're gonna to drive that thing into a pole. <laughs> like you don't know how to drive the car. But I love that God loves us so much that he would give us the authority to go, go ahead, you're going to wreck this car. Like you're going to wreck this car. But when you're ready to come learn how to drive this thing, I will show you. Like God loves us so much that he hands us the keys. And when my son was learning to drive, I had to be willing to give him the keys, but I sat with him to be like, okay. And my whole body's like, oh my God, what if he hits this? What if he hits that? Especially as we got on the road. Like, but I had to hand him the key. I need him to learn how to drive the car. And I think that's what God is telling. Like he has such high honor for us. Such a high respect and hope and dream I mean prosperity and honor he wants that for us and so he hands us the key so the important thing that I'm saying there is you gotta realize you're gonna wreck the car and you have to be okay with that God is okay with that but you have to be able to realize I wrecked the car (laughs) I realized it I wrecked the car now I'd like to start and I, and I am now and have been better to be like oh I feel this but I think again my life was getting so squished in my schedule and everything like I didn't have any margin in breathing room so I was becoming a responder of my life rather than an activator of it. God hands us all the keys and says come to me whenever you want to learn how to drive this thing. So Here's what I want to encourage you all to do is you're like, okay, Lisa, yep, anger and body neglect or anger and body shame or anger and body pride and anger and whatever it looks like for you. But basically, you're heavy hearted. You're not free. And you have a list that you run through your head of what went wrong and who did what and they should have. I mean, you're so busy and you're actually kind of tired. That's a tiring life to live. That's why I don't I don't like having to hold my case long like it just gets exhausting that's why I just trust in the Lord with all your heart just let it all go he's gonna be okay too I know here's what I know back to that scenario had I had the moment to breathe and not take my hand my my temper I was hot I went to that Voxer that's where it got it's not the fact that I was angry there's nothing wrong with being angry but it's what you do with it I picked up Voxer and I passed along my anger Had I take a moment to breathe, I would have been able to been like, okay, you know what? There are no mistakes. God, nobody purposely wanted to spend $2,000 on nothing, (laughs) right? You have to reason. Everyone, been to a rev on the road. You have to reason. This isn't like the world or the universe plotting against me. We're not going to be bankrupt because of a mistake. And actually, I believe if we give God praise right here and just go, God, you saw this. We didn't. Could you turn that thing around and hey, maybe even add a little bonus on the plus side because that's who you are, God. You are not the God of negativity. You are the God of positive. You add to our accounts. You do not take away. And if you do take away, it's only to add. Like if you start just, then I would have been able to de-escalate my flesh from being the primary motivator there. So here's what I would encourage you to do. Um, there's a book called Healing the Angry Brain, which I have highly encourage. Um, who's uh, Ronald... T. Potter Efton? Ronald T. Potter Efren is the author it's a great book if you have anger and that's something it's a great it was a great book I really enjoyed it um, first thing is your well, two things is you need focused attention and repetition so focused attention here's me going and repeating the same thing guess what focused attention means you have to pay attention to your life you have to be able to go I just wrecked the car <laughs> I just curbed it again. I think I did some damage with some. You have to be able to do that. This is when Jesus or when God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. You're going to take this land of enemies. This is what strong and courageous looks like for us in this modern day civilization. You're going to have to be awake and you're going to have to stay sober. Don't numb out. Feel it. Know it. Hear it. It's okay. Um, Again, the whole wellness world, the whole spirituality movement happening where people are meditating and mindfulness, it is good. I said this in Rev on the Road, Indiana. Church, it's ours. It belongs to us. Take it back. Use it. Practice the art of sitting with yourself in stillness and feeling what you're feeling and knowing what you know. You got to feel what you feel and know what you know. What do I feel like? I feel whatever. You have to. That, and guess what? Oh, People without the Holy Spirit in them are literally having a conversation with themselves or another or or a a force that would have them have to think foolishly. We have the spirit of the living God in us waiting for the question. Just ask me the question. (laughs) Ask the question. Holy Spirit, what am I thinking? What What do I know about this? What am I thinking about this? What am I feeling about this? Come on. Like my I'm so ABCs here, you guys. Like it's the basics. Hello again. Here I am saying, sit down and feel what you feel, know what you know. Get off Facebook, get off Instagram, get off these other numbing devices and feel what you feel and know what you know. Write it down. If it's if it brings back a memory, whatever it is, feel what you feel and know what you know. That is mindfulness. You have to want that. You gotta go get that. That's what the book is saying. Not only do you have to have focused attention, but dedication. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep doing it and we keep doing it. And even when I fail and I crash the car, I'm going to do it again and I'm going to do it again. You hear me? This, this, there's no pass go here. I can't do this work for you. You can spend thousands of dollars on a therapist if you'd like and you'll get help for one hour a week to do it. But like when I was a personal trainer, turns out training somebody three times three hours out of a how many hours in a week doesn't make a difference because if they go home and decide to just bury themselves in, in foods that are not going to be kind to their body and decide that eh, don't need to move my body and I'm good and think negative thoughts and I can't. That's an hour a week. They don't need me. They need a guide. They need a living, breathing guide and that is what you have. Church, I'm so passionate about this. We can heal. We can heal and we could be living testimonies, miracles walking the earth, then the world pays attention that we're not angry. We're not yelling at the world. We're not blaming the world. Yes, we've been hurt, but we don't set up camp around our hurt and lick our wounds. We get well. That is the spirit of the living God. Freedom to be set free from whatever it was, not to deny it, says in Isaiah 61 that he comes to bind up the brokenhearted, to preach good news to the poor, to release from prisoners. And then he goes on to say, and they, they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will. The devastated lands, they're going to fix it. That's what we're here to do. But it starts with me. Yes, I'm angry my father wasn't around. Yes, I'm angry that he lied to me. I'm angry that he made, mis- made promises that he didn't keep. But you know what? The Lord heals it because the Lord is my maker. The Lord is my husband. The Lord is my father, everlasting father, wonderful counselor, prince of peace. All these things. So I'm never stuck. I'm never stuck on anger. Focus attention. Feel what you feel and know what you know. You have to want to change. You have to want to get in the car and drive it again and drive it again and drive it again. Repetition. The other thing, you guys, and, and I'll leave you with this, is replacing your negative thoughts, like replacing, okay, I'm angry. you got to know what you're doing, right? you got to think what you're thinking. I am thinking very negatively. When I lost the $2,000, which again, we got it back. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking $2,000, like thinking of poverty, loss, pain, all the negative, the lower limbic brain stuff was triggered, And you have to interrupt it with, okay, I can flip this. It's putting the car, instead of the car in reverse, go forward. Just, you got to stop, put the brake, go the other direction. Okay, positive. You can flip the switch and begin to think and say in accordance with the word of God. Rejoice always. I will say it again. Rejoice in all things In prayer and petition. Do not be anxious. Make your requests known and God will come give you a peace. Either it's true or it's not. But guess what? Even if it's not true... And it, it's the placebo for my brain. I'd rather live that way than walking around making everyone pay for my pain. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me keeper of vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Gosh, I'm able to, to take care of other people and I can't take care of myself. Because there is a distance. You don't trust other people. People have hurt you and so you don't even trust your own self. Get back in your skin. Get with the God who loves you. Who knows and can hold the pain and feel the hurt and teach you how it is. To steward it well so that it doesn't disease you. All right. Um, I'm going to pray for you. Oh, look at this. One more sign I made. This is a sign that says, here's anger, right? There's the word anger. I just wrote it down today and then look at this. And I wrote anger, it's it's dangerous. Right? It's right there in the word anger. It's dangerous. It's dangerous in our own hands, in God's hands, it's vindicating. God knows what he's doing with it. Everything for good, and if it's not good, it's not the end. So how fun is that? Everyone say this. We win. <laughs> we win. We win. We always win. We win. Love does win. Mercy triumphs over judgment. God has set eternity in our hearts. We're working it out. We're driving our car that way. We're bumping into walls. We're going, God, okay, try that again. Let me put in my insurance here. I need to make a claim, which when I have to make a claim, it charges, it costs me a little less than it would if I decided not to pay or to pay for the car totally myself, right? Yes, it costs me a little bit when I have to go to my friend and say, I need you to, I I got that wrong. I did that because it felt right for me. I wasn't trusting God. It's not my best. It's not who I am. Please forgive me. I need another trance. And I just, I need help. And I actually, when I went and asked for forgiveness, I actually began to ask some people, hey, next time you see me getting upset, I told, remember I told you my friend was sitting there that I trust and she kind of just watched me. I think she was like, oh, like, wow. Like she was a little in shock too. I said to her, I said, listen, the next time you see me upset like that, I need two words from you. Three. Elisa, slow down. And that's it. Just tell me to slow down and I will hear it because that's my cue up. That's my repetition. I want to get better. So cue me up, Elisa. Slow down. And I will slow down and I will get the peace of the Lord and I will have anger used in the right way to be optimistic, to think, to give God a chance to catch up to us and show us that he is who he is. Because I know it, I believe it, and I'm waiting on him and I will see it. All right, I love you. Let me pray for you all. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for Facebook Live, for um, all this community, Lord, that, that wants to get better. <laughs> Lord, we want to get better. We we just, we just pull all our chips and we put them back on your table, Lord, the way we have put them in other places and made bets here or there that this was going to save us or this would heal us, Lord. We bring all those chips back and we put them on your table, Lord. I pray for people here to have the fortitude, the courage, and the strength to sit down and to be honest about what they feel and what they know, Lord, to feel and to know God that their acknowledgement of the pain, not their rejection, Lord, but that an acknowledgement of the pain would bring them supernatural strength and courage to heal. Lord, that you would meet them in that place, that your word in the Bible that we get to read, Lord, would lead us to life. Life with you, knowing you, walking with you, having ongoing, thriving conversation and relationship with you, God. It's who you are in me, Lord. So I just release more of that into everyone listening to this podcast, listening to this Facebook Live, Lord, that they would be healed of the burn, the anger, the place where the enemy continued, to pushes on it, makes them feel it, retells the story. Lord, take us up to the high tower where we can reason and think according to kingdom thoughts, to your heaven or your heaven coming and your will be done here, Lord, through us heal bodies inflammation and pain in joints and swelling in places where that swelling has created like a a protective tissue around the pain in jesus name some of you are just going to feel like a deflation of that pain a lot of you need to just exhale it and trust god that your cool waters come and soothe us your still waters lord that we thirst for it that they heal that water heals us god And bring on the earth a ready bride, a bride prepared and made ready for you to bring more joy, love, peace, kindness, and power of the living God onto the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.